With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hartz, and today we're continuing our 32 for 32 series with a look at the Las Vegas Raiders. As you have, if you've been listening to this podcast throughout the year, it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster between me and the Raiders. I am now not president of the Derek Carr fan club, but this is certainly a DC friendly pod. Obviously, love some of John Gruden's sideline antics throughout the years and all of that. But we are here to talk about the trajectory of the football team, not my personal feelings for them. And I have a very special guest on to help me accomplish this tax task that is you can find him at breakoutfinder.com there's a bunch of stuff with a friend of the podcast matt kelly over at player profiler ryan lopes follow him on twitter at still ryan five people we've been giving you beat writers on a lot of these podcasts ryan is the special blend where the guy knows his dynasty he knows his daily he knows all the fantasy football and he's also <laughs> as big of a raiders diehard as you will find ryan happy offseason and thank you for the time man Ian, bro, it is an absolute pleasure. It's a hell, hell of an introduction, man. I, I, I appreciate it again. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of take the, the certainly fan-friendly approach if I can, but I try to be as realistic uh, as possible at the same time, which, again, you and I were talking off air. It doesn't necessarily rub a lot of the diehards the right way, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, again, I'm just here to kind of, you know, chop it up with you, man, and, 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 and share whatever kind of knowledge that I can impart with the, uh, with the, with the PFF following here. So You do great stuff, man. Yeah, I love uh, ESPN's Mike Clay every year he releases his you know projected wins losses and then he goes he says another one he's like well this is for your team and just every single team is 16 and 0 so (laughs) we like to stay as objective as possible here for sure so we will do our usual format here team needs followed by a gut feel round and then we'll close things out with one bold offseason take from ryan so without further ado ryan what are your three team needs for 2021 las vegas raiders the raiders it's it's the same story as it's been for the past five six seven i don't know how how many offseasons man it's 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 pass rush you know, inside, outside, doesn't matter. We just need something up front. Um, then you fall back even to the linebacking level. The team spent a good bit of money this previous offseason on guys like Corey, Corey Littleton, who, again, didn't quite work out to, to, to that pay grade. So linebackers probably still high on some folks' list, but I, I would go pass rush. For me, the secondary, which has been a perennial disaster outside of, you know, the, the Nambi Asamoah years, you know, years and years ago, still looking for that for that true shutdown. They, they tried with Gary on Conley, didn't quite work out you know, got a bunch of young guys back. I'm not sure anyone is particularly CB one material. So a true stud at cornerback would be awesome. Um, and then someone that could really fly high, fly deep, you know, free, free, free safety, someone with a bunch of range, you know, they have someone in Jonathan Abram, who's probably more of like a thumper type, but they need, they need more help back at cornerback, free, free safety and, and pass rush. So it's, it's been the same three positions over and over and over again, unfortunately. This offense is set. I mean, okay. Could they get a little better? Sure. Every offense sure. can get better, but you are, 
are right. Top three needs need to be on defense. Yeah, we'll look at secondary first. Man, like Abram, I feel like if he just played like 20 years ago, he would be a freaking <laughs> baller, unfortunately, Absolutely. in today's NFL. And dude, I, I was like, that was kind of like when, when I played in high school, man, I was just like a freaking a run to the ball playing linebacker. You put me in coverage, <laughs> you put me in space, man. I'm screwed. The game yeah. has been changing. So I get it. They're also got yeah. potentially Eric Harris uh, leaving via free agency. 23rd in yards per attempt allowed, 28th in explosive pass play rate. They just need help everywhere, man. You said it. They've tried to put some of these guys in a corner, but it's just not working. Is it more of a schematic thing or have they just not found the right players yet? Because you said it, man. It's been the same story again and again and again. Yeah, you know, someone like Trayvon Mullen, who, you know, kind of a kind of an early mid-round pick there, he's someone that's probably shown the most promise and certainly probably wasn't drafted to be that CB1 type of guy. They spent another early round pick on Damon Arnett last year, and he unfortunately has been banged up. And a player that I thought, um, you know, was probably a bit of a reach based on what we saw at Ohio State. But again, with John Gruden in charge and Mike Mayock there kind of backing him up and giving his two cents, you know, Gruden and Mayock certainly emphasize that type of character, which is Damon Arnett, Jonathan Abram to a T. They just want those ferocious, you know, they want those Gruden grinders. It's so cliche. It's so <laughs> typical, but that's what they look for character and just how much you just love ball. And, and normally that would translate, right? Like you, you love ball. You, you're going to hopefully show it on the field, but a lot of these guys have been kind of high character and there hasn't been much production outside of that. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, again, there's a lot of young guys in the secondary in, in, in particular, but I'm just not sure they have that kind of long-term answer as a, you know, as a, not even a true shutdown. I'm not looking for like a Trey white home run. I just want someone that can consistently be, you know, covering a t- an opposing top receiver and not just get smoked every other play. It feels like again, the offense is good. We don't need to be great on defense. Let's just get somewhere close exactly. to average. That's, That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> and uh, so I, again, neither of us are in the draft room, obviously, but I forget where I saw him. I think it was somewhere on Twitter, but mm-hmm. do you agree with the idea that Mayock is running rounds two through seven, but Gruden is pretty much making the first round picks. <laughs> there was, there was quite a bit of, you know, discussion upon the Mayock hire with, again it goes back to John Gruden 10 years 100 million dollars rumored like that is going to be the guy that's making all the decisions Mark Davis fell over himself to hire Gruden bring him out out of the booth and, and put him back on the sideline Mayock again he probably has a certain rapport with John Gruden but you know there was a there was a, a long-standing joke up you know early in the hiring that you know John Gruden obviously is gonna is gonna have the most say here and he just kind of locks Mike Mayock in the room until days two two and three or so and and a lot of these uh, a lot of these picks kind of have you scratching your head the one that came out last year was we we've we've heard Mayock talk up someone like CD Lamb. That was kind of the guy that they were zeroing on. There was a lot of conversation about CD Lamb going at 12, rightfully so. Um, but again, the 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 rumor, the storyline, the narrative, whatever you want to call it, was that John Gruden just of course fell in love with Henry Ruggs, fell in love with the speed, wanted his version of a Tyreek Hill type burner, you know, lid lifter. And he overrided, you know, o- overruled Mayock and here we are, man. Sad as hell. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. I mean, I understand it. You don't sign a 10 year contract with the team, not to have some sort of say, but it does make you wonder. Cause I remember Mayock coming out, man, everyone was so hyped about that call. He did so many great, you know, things with the, the NFL over the years Absolutely. and seemed like the perfect GM, but yeah, it certainly seems like there's other conversations going on there. So yeah, those three team needs pass rush secondary, just the defense as a whole. We can really please, go through please. every position group, <laughs> just beef it up. Let's get some more talent out there and see what's what we're going to move on to our gut feel round. Talk about, you know, 
know, some more pleasant things with the Raiders, and that is the offense. We'll start in the backfield with Josh Jacobs, who got himself into a little trouble after the season, courtesy mm-hmm. of a DUI. That doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that he's necessarily be facing a suspension, but at a minimum fines, obviously you don't want your starters doing anything like that, breaking the law. Also had the infamous game against the Colts where he pissed off all his fantasy football managers by saying he wasn't going to play and then not doing much when he did play. <laughs> so lost between all this is the fact that this is truly one of the better running backs in the NFL. I think with the ball in his hands, Josh Jacobs truly is special. Throwing the ball, good things happen. They don't like to throw him the ball. Ryan, again, we got to be objective here. What type of role do you think Jacobs will have in 2021? Because we know the one we want, and that's a three-down stub, but I don't know if we're yeah. going to get there. Yeah, and that's and that's been the question mark with where where he was drafted from the onset. You know, another early round selection at a running back spot, which we're not going to spend time talking about how much they matter or don't matter. But the reality <laughs> is, is that coming out of school didn't get a didn't get a lot of play at Alabama. But that really wasn't seen as a huge knock by a lot of people that were watching and really focusing the way this kid did play the game when he was deployed at Alabama. So he went where he did. Um, the question for him through two years of of his career thus far in in, in the NFL, he's, he's had back to back thousand yard seasons again. He fits that Gruden motif to. A T as far as that grinder dude played banged up his, his, his rookie season, just all sorts of injuries, probably battled some injuries last year as well that we probably don't even know about. The reality is he is, he is a strong, you know, tough nose runner. He fits that Gruden mold perfectly. The problem's been through two seasons has been the targets has been the receptions. His ceiling has remained capped. Um, and with a lot of this, this younger talent coming to the league, now the cam makers, the Deandre Swifts, you know, d- dynasty wise, it's, it's, it's probably easy to get swept under that and kind of ignore the, a lot of the, positives that Jacobs has done just because he isn't getting the looks through through the year. I know he came out this previous offseason said he wanted to top like 60 receptions and a lot of us were like, listen man, let's let's at least double your target <laughs> total first. You know, he had 27 his rookie season, didn't quite double it uh, last year. I think he fell short. He only has, was sitting at 45 needed, needed that 54 mark there. So again, just just for whatever the reason um, as much as, as John Gruden and the offensive staff kind of talks him up and certainly keeps him involved in the ground they just haven't quite figured out for whatever the reason uh you know giving him that true you know three down role getting him involved in the past game it's been super frustrating to see because he certainly has hands we saw that at school just hasn't worked out yet man like literally the day after the draft mayock was like yeah he's a three down back he can pass protect he can yeah. catch the ball like why are we not well why are you using him that way man but <laughs> you know he still gets his run i mean it's not like you find too many games where he was getting you know fewer than 15 combined carries and targets but we use that word a game script dependent back i think we yep. overuse it at times but what josh jacobs truly does apply i mean this guy can be an 80 percent percent snap uh, back one week next week he can be all the way down to 40s depending on how that goes so hopefully they don't man i'm just worried like i see mark ingram out there i just hope they don't add this like you know unnecessary veteran to split the load because it's been <laughs> Jalen richard has been washington it's been someone else certainly yeah. a situation to keep an eye on where do you do you have like like where is he kind of in your uh, dynasty uh, running back ranks uh, if you don't mind putting you on the spot kind of no, in that yeah. rb2 range yeah, certainly. And I think he's, he, he's, he's RB two plus in the sense that, you know, we, we, we as fantasy, you know, analysts, gamers, avid fans, whatever, we know he's got the hands. We know he's got the ceiling. He's super young. He's been productive on the ground. I think giving him a little bit of a nudge up, he's not quite in that, you know, full blown RB one territory just because the receptions aren't there at least consistently, but I think definitely calling him, you know, in that, in that RB two with a little bit room to grow certainly. And if we get a season here um, and maybe back to back seasons, if it's not asking too much where he does, you know, double those receptions and he is getting involved more consistently, then I have no problem pushing up into that tier. We know he's talented. It's just the usage in, in, in Oakland and Vegas has just been, it's just been baffling so far. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Virginia, call 888-532-3500. PFF and Sunday Night Football's Chris Collinsworth is teaming up with one of the best players on and off the field, 49ers All-Pro cornerback Richard Sherman. The Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman is available now wherever you find your podcast. They'll provide the most interesting football conversations in sports every single week, and sometimes that means the discussion will venture off the field too. Additionally, Chris will be taking a dive into the game of football as he sees it, inviting in the best and brightest to talk about everything that is happening in the great game of football. Mark your calendars. You do not want to miss the best 60 minutes of insight this season. And now back to the podcast. Yeah, and I mean, look, 306 touches last year. They're giving him the rock. But when we're playing a game where you're rewarded an entire point for a catch, the same sure. amount as you get for running the ball 10 yards downfield, does that properly show real-life football? I don't think so, but yeah. it's a game we play, and That's we right. need to adjust accordingly. So, all right, next up, Ryan, you said, you know, you were kind about it because we've been Twitter buddies, uh, you know, for, for quite a long time now. For sure, you know, for sure. You would kind of look past my slanderous memes about Derek Carr <laughs> over the years, you know, maybe him just being too jumpity at pressure or not throwing yeah. the ball downfield, whatever it might be. Yeah. The man rightfully blocked me on Twitter. I don't <laughs> Then 2020 happened, and oh my gosh, dude, he got yeah. rug, he got rugs back in that Chiefs game. Played yeah. great, literally for like eight or nine weeks. The guy was throwing the ball downfield with the best of him. He's always been able to throw it downfield, just doesn't do it enough. So yeah. you know, I, I I don't want to say I'm a complete truther. I don't know if he can necessarily carry your team to the Super Bowl, but I certainly think Derek Carr is in any conversation of the top half of the league quarterbacks. If not, based on last year, we probably needs to be top 12, dare I say, top 10. I got to be careful with these. If I, if I say top 10, it ends up on you know a Twitter meme and, and I gotta, no one hears the context. So yeah, yeah. he's been a very good quarterback. All that to say, now his name's getting floated around in trade rumors. You look at yeah. his contract and they're not, they're not, I don't think they're going to cut him or anything, but yeah. it wouldn't be shocking if he's, you know, they kind of move on at some point over under 16 more starts for Derek Carr in a Raiders uniform. Man, that's I, I, when I, when I was, uh, when I was looking over the questions, kind of, kind of pre-show this afternoon, that, that was one where I truly, I really don't have a, a confident answer in that. I mean, it, it if I, you and I talking right now, if, if I were to have a stance on it, I think he's going to play the full, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a, a, a Vegas Raider yeah. next year. But I mean, again, the biggest variable is the guy we've talked about a lot. This show is John Gruden. I think if anybody could kind of, you know, press the reset button and do something as crazy as flipping three, four first rounders and a player, whatever for someone like Deshaun Watson and move Derek Carr, it's definitely John Gruden. Just given the contract, you know, uh, that he's given just so much, he has so much job security. John Gruden yeah. does where he can, he can, make a move like that and reshuffle the deck for two or three seasons and still have like four years left or whatever on his deal. If Mark Davis probably ends up extending them, who knows? But if, if, if it happened, if it could happen in any team, I think the Raiders just probably are going to be in that conversation just given John Gruden. But um, you know, just me being the conservative type of folk that I am with, with these kind of bets, I really think Derek Carr does end up, you know, playing out, you know, his, his deal in Vegas and he is going to be the guy going forward. But man, with John Gruden really just 
really don't know. No one knows, but John Gruden, you know, it does sound like the trades are kind of being floated around or reasonable enough. I mean, yeah, if you're flipping yeah. car as a part of a Watson package, exactly. you'll take that. Or if someone's willing to give you multiple first round picks for car, who is going to need another deal here before too long, that also makes sense. So good stuff there. Want to talk about these wide receivers. Uh, sure. Nelson, Nelson Aguilar was in the news uh, last <laughs> week for basically he goes off for like 150 yards in a score against the dolphins, then chews out the whole locker room afterwards. <laughs> and people were kind of, I loved it, man. Like I thought it was yeah, great. For sure, like, for we're sure. just kind of hearing a story about it, whether it, you know, actually played out the way the article made it go. But like Nelson Aguilar was easily the best wide receiver. He was a great wide receiver last year. Like, okay, we all have, we've all had a good laugh about the baby dropping meme. Those days are gone. Like Nelson Aguilar was a legit good wide receiver last year. The problem is I think Gruden even said this himself might've played himself out of a potential return contract. Ryan, do you think Nelson Aguilar is back in 2021? And if not, how do you see this kind of uh, trend? you know, three wide receiver sets taken. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think on, on the Aguilar contracts, I mean, what he did last year, again, all the Philly stuff aside, he definitely got to give him kind of credit where it's due. He did, he did ball out. He was Derek, one of Derek's top, top targets there besides the tight end who we'll talk about in a little bit. But as far as contract, I, I definitely agree with, with, with Gruden stance, as you just mentioned, I'm sure he's going to be, you know, trying to push his chips in and, 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 and get the money that he deserves coming off of that season. I really think the Raiders would be smart to play, to play hardball and kind of draw the line in the sand and, and stand firm uh, Again, very happy for Aguilar, very happy for him, you know, rebounding, having this complete rebirth last year. You know, he should definitely go go and get his money. I just hope it's not the Raiders that end up paying him. You know what I mean? Now, 100%. Look, you, they already spent all these draft picks on Ruggs and Edwards. Exactly. Use them. And exactly. I think we all expect you now Ruggs to take somewhat of a leap forward in terms of uses, particularly if Aguilar's out, you know, with how much their kind of downfield skill sets and overlap. Now, Brian Edwards, he's someone where it's the hype going into the season on this guy was out of this world. He got hurt pretty early. Ryan, are you still buying, you know, Edwards long term in Dynasty Land? Absolutely, man. This is, I mean, again, all my Raiders fandom aside, he was someone that, you know, the, the breakout finder project loved, uh, you know, just, just talked him up, loved the dominator, loved the breakout age, just super young, broke out at seven, not even 18 years old. This dude was breaking out playerprofile.com comped into a Corey Davis, six, three, two, 12, man, just a solid athlete for that size just does, you know, we saw him at South Carolina, just the work after the catch for that size. I mean, he really checks all the boxes. The Raiders got him where they got him. I mean, you know, a third round draft pick, just a ton of upside there. If anybody in your respective dynasty leagues is kind of getting cold feet or worried about, you know, rugs is kind of being forgotten about certain, certainly Brian Edwards is going to be forgotten about, you know, I am, I'm more than willing and happy to scoop up Edwards wherever I can, man. I'm just, I'm just a big believer in the talent, given the age, um, everything's still kind of aligns from, I just think hopefully at some point we've seen Gruden call really good stretches of football games. We've seen to your point, this offense kind of fire on all cylinders, you know, it hasn't really been through the younger guys like, rugs and Edwards, but again, they're so young entering both their second years in the league where there's so much time left to get it right. So yeah, I mean, if, if anyone's, if anyone's selling Brian Edwards, man, I am buying hundred percent. Love it. And yeah, I mean, I think when they signed Gruden, a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes. Oh, this here comes this, you know, football media guy coming back in. He's going to be so out of touch. And hey, again, we've talked about the issues with player personnel and some of the decisions they've made there. In terms of play calling, man, he's been fantastic. And that even dates back to before last season. So yeah, Brian Edwards, like he he had one game with three targets last year and he averaged 12.9 yards per target, only on 15 targets. But yeah, let's give the guy, get him involved. Let's see a fully healthy season, get him involved and see what happens. I like that by low for sure. 
All right. Next up, the true number one guy in this offense yeah. that is Darren Waller. He's done nothing except ball the hell out over Absolutely. the past two seasons. I was one of the fish. I mean, okay, I wasn't out on Waller last season by any stretch, I, but I had him tight end three or tight end four. And I was concerned about Jason yeah. Witten being there because I thought, why the hell would you bring Jason Witten in to, when you have this great of a tight end? Turns out it didn't matter. Witten yeah. didn't do whatever the hell Witten wanted to do. <laughs> We're past that. Waller, he's locked in through 2023. Yeah. Do you anticipate any way this passing game like stops going through Waller or is he just the guy? here moving forward and we can feel great about him in fantasy really for the next couple years yeah and i am i'm more than happy to throw my hand up and call myself a fish because i didn't think waller could build on what he did you know the season before man just coming on 2020 and absolutely setting the world on fire i think he's <laughs> inserted himself in that travis kelsey george kittle tier yeah. without question just a super talented dude going through what he went off you know went through off the field in baltimore to, to rebound and to play at the level that he's played right now man just just one of the one of the better dudes one of the better stories um as far as actual play on the field Field. Um, even, you know, I think a lot of this just, just given the rapport with Derek Carr. So we, we, it, for Waller's sake, I imagine we want Derek Carr to stay put yeah. in Vegas. And like we talked about before, I imagine that that is the case, but even without, you know, Derek Carr there, whether it's Watson or whoever might be under center, I think Waller is just that talented again in that Kittle Kelsey type conversation where it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball, just, just a fantastic athlete for his size, just really, really sure hands. I mean, we've seen the production mount these past two seasons, man. I think he is quite quarterback proof um in that sense and again you you for dynasty purposes for sure you have to have him right up there with um you know with the kelseys and kittles and certainly for for, for redraft purposes too you want to get your hands on waller early no doubt yeah, I think he's right there in that tier, man. It used to For be, sure. you know, big two. Maybe Ertz was there a couple years ago. Sure, no, sure. Those, those days have really gone past us. Yeah, but yeah. I think Waller's right there at number three. And you look at Absolutely. the guy, hasn't missed a game over these past two years. Obviously, one of the best off-the-field stories, you know, we can find. Kudos to you, Darren Waller. Dude's been absolutely, absolutely balling and expect absolutely. him to continue to do so. All right, last thing. I want to quickly go back to the defense here. Again, one of 11 teams Raiders are with $75 million or fewer $2021 devoted to that side of the football. I mean, again, average to below average on defense simply a bad pass defense if you could just try to fix one position group on this defense what would it be and why yeah, I think for where they're going to be picking at 17 overall currently, again, not not talking, you know, any any kind of trades or anything like that. I, I really hope one of the, you know, two or three big name cornerbacks, whether it's, you know, Patrick Sertain would be a dream at 17 overall or, you know, J.C. Horn um, or Caleb Farley. One of those three guys is kind of who I've, who I've dialed, you know, kind of dialed in early on here. So cornerback would kind of be my uh, my immediate reaction there. There's there's a few linebackers that stand out. The 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 player from Notre Dame, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name if I try to say so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say J okay. Everyone should know who I'm talking about. They're just like kind of this year's version of Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, just one of those high back uh, hybrid linebacker type safety types. And the Raiders could use speed amongst every other kind of need uh, on defense, as we talked about before. So for me, cornerback uh, at 17 with one of these top two or three guys would be awesome that I just listed, or, you know, looking back at linebacker, but really, man, the beauty of it is where the Raiders are sitting um, and given all the needs they have, theoretically, they really can't make that bad of a, of, of a pick. But as we've seen over the past several <laughs> offseasons, several drafts here, they've managed to kind of to kind of to kind of botch it some way somehow. So I, I was looking uh, through my old phone pictures for some reason, and I I, for, I don't know how this one popped up, but it was when uh, they drafted Cleveland Farrell at four, and they just cut to that fan, and he was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah, it's just unreal, man. Unreal. Can't, cannot predict it for sure. All right, Ryan, 
the main event. What is your offseason bull call for the 2021 Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I, I would have said, you know, I would have said Deshaun Watson is, yeah. is, is, is the bold call, you know, before uh, Mr. Vic Tafer, who writes for The Athletic, came out and basically said he thought the story being floated around was uh, what, what was a bit funny. So, again, <laughs> until, until Vic Tafer, who's one of the more respected, you know, kind of Raider insiders, comes out and kind of blesses it, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to happen. I guess a bold call looking at what, you know, Henry Ruggs did last season only uh you know 43 targets total i mean is it a bold call to suggest that hopefully some way somehow he doubles that could he be an 80 target guy in 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 his sophomore season here man i guess i guess that's what i'm going to kind of ride with i famously came in and said oh yeah he had a hundred target floor his rookie season john gruden's going to pepper him john gruden's going to feed his wide receiver one and obviously we saw the exact opposite of that so i'm going to sit here and double down and say give me give me double you know give me give me 80 to 90 targets and i'll be i'll I'll be a happy man i guess hopefully that's that's spicy enough for, for the people out there I like it, man. I will take it. Ruggs was my uh, wide receiver one going into last year, just in terms of season long because of the depth chart. Little did we know Nelson Aguilar felt like playing his Little did we know. <laughs> all season long. That's going to do it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Podcast, as always. And thank you, Ryan, for the time. Again, follow him on Twitter at StillRyan5. You can get great Raiders coverage and fantasy football coverage. Let's be honest, it's 2021. Both things matter. Fantasy, real life, it all blends together. Go. Ryan, let the people know where they can see your work. Yeah, man. Everything, like you said, over at breakoutfinder.com. We got a lot of cool stuff coming uh, for those that have been following the project at this point. It's been a way to kind of predict and project, you know, rookie wide receiver, you know, impact right now, this offseason, we're in the process of rolling out the running back version of that too. So we're giving you running back projections and wide receiver projections. So make sure you're following at breakout underscore finder, breakoutfinder.com. Follow me on Twitter at still Ryan five and the homie, my boy, Nate Liss at an outraged Jew. Uh, so that's, that's us, man. That is, that is a squad. Nate is fantastic people as well. And yeah, everyone truly, I mean, Hey, I spent the last two off seasons, at least the first part XFL AF. I wanted to watch live football, you know, (laughs) can't fault me for that, but (laughs) we now no longer have that, unfortunately. So make sure you check out great resources like breakoutfinder.com to get caught up on these prospects because what else we got to do? We're not going to watch freaking (laughs) basketball or baseball in this madness. So he's Ryan. I'm Ian. Thank you for, as always, for tuning in to PFF fantasy football podcast. And until next time, take care, everybody. 